I'm starting a new series today called Hope for the Holidays. While we hear it's the most wonderful time of the year, for many it's the most stressful, loneliest, burdensome, saddest time of the year. And many people have lost loved ones or a relationship has ended. And the holidays just remind them of what they don't have. But what if this year could be different? Despite your circumstances, what if this could become your best experience that you've ever had? That is what my desire is in this series. I want to help you thrive emotionally, spiritually in this season so that you can have the best that God has for you. So grab a notebook and pen, and we're going to discuss this. Welcome to Created to Thrive. I'm your host, Lori Snyder. If you desire a deeper connection with God, want to know your value and purpose, then you, my friend, are in the right place. I will teach God's Word in a simple and practical way to equip and empower you to become who He created you to be, because you were created to thrive. So when it comes to the holidays, we're filled with lots of emotions based on what we've been through in the past, what we see, whether it's through movies like the Hallmark Channel or social media, we have these ideas and expectations that um, can lead to disappointments if we don't live out of that reality. So I want to have a series to help you because I have had to walk through these things myself. And in fact, just in the last 10 days, I have had two close friends that I had texted, texted one day, and then the next day they died. And how not to get your heart, you know, how not to let your heart be troubled and consumed with grief and pain and loss. I've also recently helped a close friend walk through an end of a relationship that they were going to get married and they were engaged and had to end that relationship. So this is a timely message because I want to help you apply truths, God's truths, to help you walk in victory and love and really have a different perspective shift um, of what this time of year could be for. And this is a process I'm going to walk through no matter what season you're in, whether it is the holidays or whether it's you know just everyday life. I want to help you with overcoming traps and pitfalls that we can come into and give you solutions so that you can thrive in every season of your life. I do not have a tradition for the holidays. I have moved 24 times in the last 31 years as an adult. I do not have really traditions because we have moved so much. And in fact, 16 years ago, I was facing the worst season of my life right through the holidays. It was 16 years ago that um, on Halloween, actually, my husband said that he didn't want to be married to me anymore. And 
we separated. So I had to go through Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, Valentine's, married but alone, and in the process of a divorce. Now, we did not get divorced. Uh, God did a miracle first in my heart, and I radically changed in a few months time period. And my husband saw that and he wanted that change. And so we came to the end of ourselves and found the beginning of God. And that's a whole nother story of that. But to say that I know what it's like to be lonely and to feel like your life is like nothing makes sense. I've been through it. A relationship, an intimate relationship with the Lord and put my focus on him, how to release the hurts and pains of the past, how to forgive people, how to do all the things that I am going to be sharing with you. I have lived it. And I can tell you there is hope and there is healing for any situation, no matter what it looks like, even the deadest of marriages there is hope and healing because I am living proof. But I don't want to focus on on that today. What I want to focus is on, I'm going to give you three things today. I'm going to start with an overall view and we're going to dig in deeper with this series. So over the next few weeks to help you overcome and thrive emotionally during this time. So no matter what you're going through, you're going to go through and you're going to come out better than you ever could have imagined. So grab your notebook and pens because the first three, let me just tell you what the first three are and then I'm gonna dig into them. First of all, you've gotta prepare your heart ahead of time. Then you needed to look at where are where is your focus? What are you focusing on? And that's gonna be a big one. And then the third thing is, what are you saying? There is power in your words. So we're going to look at that. You know, God says that he commanded us to love God with all of our heart, mind, strength, and to love others as ourself. And then Jesus said in John 13 that a new commandment he gave us as his disciples to love others as he has loved us. And that takes it to a whole nother level because that's a sacrificial love. So how do we do that? What does that look like? Because Jesus said that we're going to be known by our love for each other. And God is love. And that we are created in his image and likeness to be his ambassadors here in the earth, to release his life, light, and love. And we cannot do this in our own strength or willpower or flesh. It is going to take our dependency upon the Lord to trust that he is the way, the truth, and the life, and we have to follow him. So I want to help you with that. I'm going to give you some practical ways um, to be able to love God, love others, love yourself, and release his kingdom here on the earth. You know, it says that his kingdom is righteousness, joy, and peace in the Holy Spirit. It is in us, but it needs to get out through us. It's an inside out. So we're going to walk through some of those things. So 
the first thing is prepare your heart ahead of time. In John 14, 1, Jesus is telling his disciples, uh, he had just told them about, you know, he's going to um, be crucified and he's going to be going away from them. And, you know, that Peter's going to betray him or that one of them is going to betray him and that Peter's going to deny him. So he's just told them all these stressful things. But he tells them in John 14, 1, but do not let your heart be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. And in my mentoring group, we've been talking about this scripture for the last few weeks about how do we not let our heart get troubled. And so as a little plug for the mentoring group, if you are interested in going deeper, where we go deep into the word and I dissect the word and help you apply it to your life, I have a mentoring group that I'll put in the show notes to link that. And it's right now, it's just by donation of any amount to our discipleship ministry. And you even get a tax deductible receipt on that. So um, anyway, back to this. Prepare your heart ahead of time. You have to choose and make decisions that no matter what the situation, you're not going to let it get to your heart, which is really your belief system. And the only thing that you really have control over is your thoughts and emotions. You don't have control over a situation. You're going to go into a family party or event, and you don't have control over who's going to be there or what they're going to say or how it's all going to go about. But you do have control over your thoughts and your emotions and really your words. So you're going to have to do the hard work ahead of time. You can't just go in unprepared. You have to look at, one, what is your situation? You have to access it. So if you're going to go into a family event or a work event or church or neighborhood or whatever the situation is, what are your thoughts about that? What are your feelings Are you dreading it? Are you anxious? Are you fearful? What do you believe about the situation? That's a big one too, as far as if you believe that you're just going to be, you know, taken advantage of for using you for your, um, let's say that you're going to be hosting a party, that you're going to just they're going to use you for your hospitality, for your home, that you're going to have to do all this work and no one really appreciates you. You know, you're going to go with that into dread versus if you believe that you are there to serve others, that you get to have this opportunity for people to come to your home and that they have the atmosphere of love that they come into. Again, what do you believe about that situation? What are you identifying with? Are you identifying with a lack of respect or that you're feeling less than? You know, a lot of things that we identify with are wrong identities of who we once were or how we once lived. But that is not, you know, necessarily the truth. You know, I was, when I had to go into Thanksgiving 16 years ago, I was separated from my husband. So it was the first Thanksgiving I did not have with him. And I had twin three-year-old boys. 
Was I identifying with my lack, with anger, with bitterness, self-pity? I could have easily done that. Were they the situations I was in? Absolutely. But I chose to change my focus, which is what we'll go to next. I was not identifying with the loss. Now, this took a lot of work. This took a lot of heart work. And I had to really go to the Lord to help him shape my thoughts and emotions to identify with, wait a minute, I am a daughter of the king. Now, this was a whole new experience for me 16 years ago. And this is where radical change came in because I knew about God, but I didn't know him intimately. And when I cried out to know God so deeply for him to be my greatest reality and that he was my loving father who cared for me and wanted to spend time with me and help me through this situation, everything started to change. So you've got to know that you're a child of God, that he is your loving father, that he is so for you. And that's where you need to identify, not the situation, but who you are in Christ. You also have to look at, as far as preparing your heart ahead of time, what are your expectations? Do you have an expectation of how it's going to go based on past events? You know, a lot of times we are taking past disappointments, past conversations, past events, and we're rehearsing those in our mind. And what we do is we actually project those into our present to try and predict our future. And that is actually very foolish. You know, you can't look at the past to determine your future. And that really goes into where is your focus, because your life is going to follow your focus. So that is number two, is where is your focus? Have you ever heard the expression, you can't drive a vehicle looking in the rear view mirror because you'll crash? Well, that's exactly what happens when we take the past and we rehearse those conversations. We actually are going to crash emotionally. And it may have happened to you, but you can't take that and predict that into the future or go through the holidays thinking, well, it happens every year, so it's going to happen again this year. Because that actually can lead you into a victim mindset. You know, the greater one lives in you. You've got to identify with, I have the same power that raised Jesus from the dead living on the inside of me. Lord, help me. Show me how do I live out of that reality versus my flesh. So where is your focus? You know, we're told in Hebrews 2 or 12, 2, that we're to put and fix our eyes on Jesus, who is the author and finisher of our faith. And We were the joy that was set before him, that he endured the cross. So how did Jesus do it? You know, it says in John 14 that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. So we've got to know his ways, his truth, his life, and follow him. You know, 
if you are in a boat out in the ocean, as you know, if you know anything about me and my guys, we are fishers and or fishermen, whatever you want to call them, and we love to to go uh, fishing. And if you if someone were to go on the boat and they experience seasickness, you tell them you keep your eyes fixed on the horizon because it's going to keep you from being seasick. You can't look at the waves or else your emotions and your body will actually physically start to get sick. Likewise, we have to put our emotions and our thoughts under the authority of who Jesus is and who we are in him. We have to establish our hearts in the love and truth of Christ in us, the hope of glory. And we take control over our emotions. In John 14, 1, when Jesus says, do not let your heart be troubled, he gives the answer, believe in God, believe also in me. And when you see Jesus, you see the Father. And then later he's going to tell you, I'm not going to leave you comfortless. I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit, who is your helper, your comforter, your counselor, your the spirit of truth, who will lead you and guide you. And so that's where we've got to go again, shift our perspective and our focus to take our eyes off of ourself, off of our problems, off of people, off of situations, and fix them on Jesus. And we have to make that decision. And we have to choose to not let our emotions or our thoughts determine how we're going to live. And especially that goes into determine our, our words. Death, you know, Proverbs 18, 12 says, death and life is in the power of the tongue and you're going to eat its fruit. So you've got to look at what are you saying? Are you saying, oh boy, I hate the holidays. I hate this situation. Whenever we get together, it always does this. Or I dread this, or I'm fearful of this, or I don't want to be around Aunt Edna because she always is comparing me to my sibling, or they're asking me the questions, you know, why aren't you married yet? Or why don't you have children yet? Or why not? They're always focusing on the lack. Well, you have a choice of how you're going to respond to that. You can identify with the lack, or you can identify with God is up to something great, and God, all this works for me, and God is going to work all this for my good. And what the enemy is meant for evil, God is turning for good. So again, it's going to be your focus, making the decision to fix them on Jesus. And that really is going to be the power of being in the word. You have to have the word in you. And, you know, one of the worst things that I think people are told is read your Bible. Now, hear me, it's not the worst thing. But what it is, is it's not directional, because a lot of people have no clue what to read in the Bible, where to where to go, and how to benefit their heart with it. So a lot of times, I will say, go into the Psalms. If you're dealing with emotional hurt and pain, and 
you want to have a pity party for yourself because that's honestly what we do. And no one comes to that, by the way. You're very, you're very lonely during that time. Um, go into the Psalms. I love the psalmist, and especially you know David. He would give God his emotions and his thoughts, and he would pour it out to to God. But he didn't end there. He always brought it back to the goodness of God. But God, you are faithful, and you are with me. And he knew that God was so for him. So who could be against him? So the Psalms are such a great place to be when you're dealing with emotions. Also, I recommend Proverbs, getting into the wisdom, what that looks like to walk in godly wisdom. And I always recommend reading Proverbs, if you're not familiar with it, with an easy translation, like a New Living Translation, or the Message, or even the Passion Translation, something that's going to help you understand it in common everyday language. And they're just, it's just great to be able to deal with, like a gentle answer turns away wrath. Okay, so how am I going to handle when, you know, Uncle Bob says, you know, X, Y, and Z, I'm going to give him a gentle answer. And it's going to diffuse any anger. So you're going to talk to the Lord constantly about that. But it goes back to preparing your heart ahead of time. What as you assess your I can't even talk here. Assess your situation. What do you know about the requirements that you're going to have, whether it's family, or again a work environment, a work party, or whatever the situation is? Who do you know that's going to be there that could uh, cause you to be in contention? You know, you want to avoid strife. And I'm going to get more into all these little details and these points later on. But if you can know who's going to be there, how do they tend to act? What do they tend to say? And then walking through it with the Lord, again, putting your focus back on the Lord and saying, Lord, how do I follow you in this situation? How do I speak the truth in love? Maybe I need to have boundaries. What does that look like? And you're going to dialogue with the Lord. That is called prayer, my friends. Prayer is that two-way conversation we're having with the Lord. And a lot of times we're going to be listening more than we're going to be speaking. I always told my boys growing up that God gave you two ears and one mouth for a reason. Because we're to be quick to listen, slow to anger slow to speak. And that is such a great formula to follow. But also you've got to pray for other people. So in preparing your heart, and I know I've kind of just jumbled all of these in here, but it all works together. Like it's not just this formula of step one, step two, step three. It's a process that you're continually ebbing and flowing in. And so where are you going to pray for that person? Or how are you going to pray for that person? So if you know they tend to be um, a sandpaper person, right? They rub you the wrong way. They're very uh, um, rough and hard to deal with. Then how do you 
interact with that person. And again, you're going to go into the word, but you're going to pray for that person. And one of the best things that I can recommend is by praying the Ephesians and one and three prayers in there. First for yourself, that you would have God's love so rooted and grounded in your heart that your heart would be established in God's love for you so that you can love other people well and that you can forgive them. And that's the next part. So it's the word, it's prayer, and it's forgiveness. And I have had to really walk through this. Again, in in 16 years ago was a pivotal point of my life where I had to really forgive not only my husband, I had to forgive myself. And that was harder than forgiving other people. I don't know, my friend, if you can relate to that, but a lot of times we can let other people easily off the hook, but we keep ourselves to a higher standard. And the Lord just spoke to me one time during that, that season, and he said, Lori, when you don't forgive yourself, you're actually denying the forgiveness of Christ for you. And that's called pride. And so I just... My eyes were open to that, and I just repented of that. And repentance just means you change direction. You change the way you think, and you release that. So I'm going to talk a lot about the power of forgiveness because actually my body got physically healed. I actually had a miracle happen in my body as a result of forgiving people and forgiving myself. So... I want to help you thrive. I know I just threw out a lot of information. And again, I'm going to have a series, but just to reaffirm what I just shared. One, prepare your heart ahead of time. As we, as I'm recording this now, we're going into Thanksgiving and the key is being thankful. So you've got to assess your situation and look at what do you believe? What are your thoughts? What are your emotions? What are your expectations? But you also have to be in prayer and how you're going to do things differently this season, where your focus is going to be. It's going to have to be Christ in you, the hope of glory. If you're born again, you have Christ in you. The Holy Spirit lives inside your born again spirit. And you can have that life. You can have God's life, light, and life, or love, excuse me, life, life, light, and love flowing through you. You are his ambassador. You're a conduit of his love, his nature. And it's going to come out through the power of your words and how to live by the spirit of God and his words coming out of you versus the dread but you can actually be the answer to someone's prayer in this season. How powerful is that? That's why you have to know your identity and your authority in Christ, because it's powerful. And you, my friend, are the answer to what a lot of people need. Have you you recognized that? Or do you even know that? That what God has put in you He wants to get through you to help other people. That's powerful. I have a free 
uh, PDF download that if you want, I'll put it in the show notes that you can download for free. And it will help you look at if you have a thought of dread, despair, um, feeling less than, how to replace that with God's truth of who you are in Christ. I call this the great exchange process. So I would love for you to have that uh, for free there. And lastly, I just want to pray for you real quick. Father God, I just thank you for these listeners right now, Lord, and Lord, that you would reveal your love to them in such a deep and powerful and experiential way that your love would be tangible even, that they would receive that so then they can release your love to other people, that they would be a vessel in which you flow through them to touch other people. And so I just pray for anyone who has had a sense of loss in whatever shape or form that is, that your love would be so real to them that your Holy Spirit would comfort them and help them and guide them. And that you are there. You are near to the brokenhearted. And so I pray, Lord, that that would be their greatest reality today. And I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you draw all people to Jesus because he is the way, the truth, and the life. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, if this has blessed you today, I there's two things you could do to really help me out. First of all, if you could go to Apple Podcasts, iTunes, whatever you call it, and leave me a comment, leave me a rating, subscribe. This helps me get the word of Christ or word of God, the gospel of, <laughs> of Jesus Christ out to um, more people. And then the second way, if you've been listening or you know me or want to partner with our discipleship ministry to really fulfill the Great Commission, we have a nonprofit, Snyder Ministries, which is a teaching discipleship ministry where we help spread the gospel throughout the entire world. And you can donate through the link that I will put in the show notes. That would be a tremendous blessing. And I just pray right now that you would thrive in this season and, um, and know the love of Christ, that you would be compelled by love to show others his love, his life, and his light. God bless.